Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in to the EWB Podcast. This is your host, Emil Wang, coming to you on November 16th, two nights before the... I don't know, what, James, what what NBA season is this? I, I've actually kind of lost track. Are we technically in the 2021 NBA season now, or what do we even yeah, call 20, it? Yeah, 20... Yeah, what, I don't freaking know, dude. 2020, 2021, yeah. however you want to dictate that, but I mean... I don't freaking know, dude. <laughs> Two nights before the 2021 uh, NBA draft. And typically, you know, draft time isn't as much of an interesting time for, you know, James and I to be checking in. But seeing as the NBA season ended only a month ago, which is nuts, um, this whole discussion of the draft and uh, immediate impending free agency uh, has has just blown up into a series of already very intriguing trades, um, many interesting trade proposals out there on the table, as well as finally the um, some of the decisions that our Golden State Warriors are going to need to make. So in case you haven't heard already, on the phone I have the Junio James Liao, a.k.a. Uh, Waj, the Ewang Bang Waj Bomber. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I was not aware that that was a nickname uh, uh, that was uh, in existence, but it, fine. It is now. It is now. Because before, literally minutes before we uh, just started recording, uh, you dropped a really uh, a really good one for the Milwaukee Bucks. So let's start there. Yeah, the new – well, I mean, I'm just frantically pressing refresh on the uh, on Twitter right now, just trying to get the Woj and Sham speeds going. But uh, – <laughs> But basically, I think, oh man, this this is I love the uh, I love the off season competition between Woj and Shams. It's the yeah. best, dude. Yeah. It's just uh, I think Shams so far has been botting up Woj, just like getting all the scoops, man. The uh, uh, the masters is with, with, right now. Is Woj with Yahoo and Shams? No, athletic? he used to be. Uh-huh. He used to be. Remember, Woj is ESPN now. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, athletic is shams. Mm. So, but basically, Drew Holiday for uh, to the Bucks for Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and uh, what looks like three first rounders and two future uh, draft picks or mm. pick swaps. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole haul. That I I don't know how they convinced New Orleans to take Bledsoe because that guy is that guy is, has been absolute trash in the playoffs. But I will tell you how they convince you because New Orleans right now is not trying to they're yeah. trying to get as much compensation. They I think they will be decently competitive with Ingram and, and Zion, but um, you know they're trying to rebuild. They're not trying to quickly get back into the you know, playoff picture or anything like that. I think they the draft competition compensation means more to them. Mm-hmm. So rate the fact that they can get five picks or two pick swaps, but yeah, you know, that's it's, like, it's solid. It's solid, and yeah, why not wait out the uh, the Laker the Laker? Uh, I guess wait out LeBron until the re- retirement. Wait out the Warriors dynasty. Um, yeah, wait out Giannis if he decides to leave. You know, it's like you know. Here you go. Like, you know, this is – they're all in. Bucks is all in because Holiday has, I think, like two years left uh, on his deal. So uh, something like that. So they, they're just going to go all in for the next two years to try to win with Giannis. 
They oh. have to, though. They have oh, no yeah. choice. Yeah, he was going to leave, right? And, yeah, and... It's like if they don't make any moves, like, he, he was going to, like, just start talking mm-hmm. about leaving. Yeah, and this shatters the, the Warriors' dream of uh, Wiggins and, you know, the, the two top picks for Giannis. Would have been nice, but uh, I think it was always a long shot from the beginning. Um, just because I have a Milwaukee Bucks jersey, I feel like i got to talk about this just a little bit more. Um, what do you think of the lineup of Giannis, uh, Middleton, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, and, I mean, I don't know who else they're going to throw out there. Wes Matthews is a free agent, I think. Yeah, West Matthews is a free agent, but I bet you they're going to try to bring him back because because they're you know it's hard to get wings like that and nowadays and you know they yeah. have the tax mid level so they could probably offer that to middle uh to a yeah Matthews they're going to be a good defensive team man I mean they'll be good dude yeah all you know top five man like Brook Lopez not doesn't move his feet well or anything but he's a great positional defender he uses lose that. Uh, uses his lanes really well, and those other four guys are... Like, that's a team that can switch anything. Like, Drew Holiday can D up Kevin Durant. Like, like he's... Yeah, dude. He legit, like, you know, gave KD... I mean, some trouble... I mean, obviously, if he was taller, it would have been significantly different. But the Mm -hmm. fact is, Drew can guard one to three with no problems. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's basically... Uh, Eric Bledsoe, like, he can defend, you know, better than Bledsoe. Bledsoe's a great defender. I think, you know, mm-hmm. Holiday's more versatile. Um, he can defend just as well as him. And he's just better offensively. He doesn't shit the bed like, you know, Bledsoe last three years in the playoffs. You yeah. Know, just, Shoots yeah. better than 90% on threes or whatever Bledsoe yeah. is shooting. Yeah. And he can run a pick and roll. You know, <laughs> that the Bledsoe just, these guys, they don't have anybody else. Yeah. That's why everything breaks down. That's why they need as a secondary playmaker you know that's why you know i think it's, it just ends up being a fantastic all-in move because it's like they yeah. needed somebody else to yeah. take the, the third you know, re- third time. reliable playmaker and yeah, yeah. and even re- like reliable i mean i don't know if chris milton really falls into that category he was yeah. he was well, great only in you that. don't think he's reliable <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah he just never really strikes me as like star star power um but, Dude, the uh, guy had a 50-40-90 season, and then yes. this guy, you're sitting over here like, oh, no, 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 no. this guy's not. Bro, this guy had a 50-40-90 season, you up in here, like, talking about how, like, oh, he's not really reliable. I'm like, sure there's some, like, subpar players that have had 50-40-90 seasons. Not like on JJ that kind Reddick. of, not on that kind of uh, uh, volume. Yeah. yeah. And usage. That's the thing. It's like, these guys have high volume and usage. It's like, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon did it, but I mean, dude, this guy was averaging like 12 points a game. It's like, who cares? You yeah. know? It's like guys that are like 22 points a game. It's like 54. And that's pretty impressive, dude. All right, fine. We're buying Chris Middleton jerseys too. Okay. We're, this is, this is going to be a Bucks podcast so we can, re- we can rep the uh, Fear the Deer jerseys. Fear the Deer. <laughs> um, Moving on to other uh, MB- random NBA swag that I have, um, the Charlotte Hornets. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> you have Hornets stuff? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I went to. Um, well, first of all, I have a Charlotte Bobcats J. Rich jersey. Um, I also have a Charlotte's Hornets uh, playoff T-shirt because I went and saw a playoff game uh, the year that Jeremy was there. So. Uh, cool I do. story, bro. I know. Tell it again. Okay, so I have a, a Char- Charlotte <laughs> Bobcats jersey because of Jason Richards. Um, I'm semi-kidding about the Charlotte Bobcats, though they they do appear to be a potential landing destination for Russell Westbrook. 
Um, we don't need to speak any more about that other than it makes it a little interesting. Um, they could potentially make the playoffs. Um, their jerseys, I think, actually look really cool. So uh, I, I'm always a fan of looking at uh, looking at Hornets swag. And uh, But no, I don't think Russell Westbrook, even if he ended up there, would inspire me to buy any more. So let's move on to the Phoenix Suns, who landed Chris Paul in a... That wasn't a three-way deal, right? That was just straight up. No, it's two. Yep. Yeah. Who did they? Uh, who they get from? I know uh, Rubio was on that. Yeah, Rubio, Kelly Oubre, um, and uh, Ty Jerome, Jalen Jalen French last name, uh, and then uh, and draft compensation. So I think that was just like one one pick or one or two picks, something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, but you were telling me how, um, like, if you, if you trace the trades back to, you know, how, like, what they turned Westbrook and PG-13 into, it's, it's it's an incredible haul. Yeah, people have already started, like, compiling it, and it was, yeah, incredible. So, it is Kelly Oubre, uh, you know, Ricky Rubio, whatever, Ty Jerome, and whatever that Jalen Lick guy, uh, Gallinari. Shea Gilgis Alexander, uh, and then eight first round draft picks. <laughs> so there was one miss. Yeah, it was eight first round picks, and then two pick swaps with Houston. Yeah, like, are you freaking kidding me? That's Westbrook and Paul Jared trending into all those things. Eight first rounders and two pick swaps. And, and granted, you know those first round picks are coming from you know a, what like a Houston team that is is tanking. Clippers, so yeah, yeah, Clippers aren't going to be tanking anytime soon, but. Um, yeah, I mean, the Rockets might be looking really shitty in the next couple of years. So they exactly. might get a good couple picks out of that one. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's a good little reload to build around Shea Gilles-Alexander. Um, Ubre is still relatively young. Uh, my yeah. boy, uh, Dot, uh, what's the name? Lou Dot? Lou, Lou Dort. Dort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lou hard, Dort. hard in stopper. <laughs> it's Lou Dort's team now, bro. <laughs> now that CP3 is gone. Franchise cornerstone, Lou yeah, Dort. Yeah, franchise cornerstone, Lou Dort. Making $600,000 a year. <laughs> uh, but I, I will say this. I'm afraid of the Suns now. Um, you know, you were saying that their bench is shallow, which is probably Pretty true. shallow. But, you know, couple, you know, couple CP3 with the success that the Suns had in the bubble. Um, Booker's a great player. I'm, I'm personally, you know, high on... Uh, Aiton, you know, steroids or no steroids, I think he's still a good player. He is good, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Now, I, I, you know, you and I were saying earlier how it doesn't necessarily change the landscape of the Western Conference. I mean, OKC was in that, you know, 7-8 seed last year. Probably the Phoenix Suns jump into that. Um, so it doesn't really make the Western Conference that much more scary. But no. uh, it, it does suck that the Warriors have to see him four times a year. Yeah, I mean, it's just like you were, you know, you and I were talking about earlier. It's just they're taking OKC spot, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, you know, I think there's still going to be room. Obviously, Warriors are going to be back in the mix. So um, one other team is going to have to drop out. Um, Houston, probably. Houston, most likely, if they start reloading those guys. Like, you know, it's just one, you know, somebody's going to drop out. But, you know, if you look at Suns, like, Really, the rest of their bench is they have the three guys, Booker, Aiton, and Paul. 
And then really the rest of it is is what Cam Johnson, their sec, you know upcoming second year player, and Mikael Bridges also another um, second year player. That's didn't, it. Didn't the Suns have like a bubble guy, like kind of like the T.J. Warren type, <laughs> like T.J. Mm, Warren or Trent? I, I thought they uh, had a random dude that Aaron like, Baines. Like and no. everybody else was like, I'm looking at the roster right now: Dario Saric, Aaron yeah. Baines, Javon Carter. Like, you know, it might have been Javon Carter. Javon Carter. I mean, he was okay, but he wasn't like you know T.J. Warren. Yeah, he wasn't or anything. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. wasn't like five straight forty-point games or something. <laughs> Javon Carter is um, a restricted free agent. Yeah. Um, and then Aaron Baines is uh, unrestricted. So is Dario. Oh, uh, Dario Saris is restricted. Mm. So, so they can still yeah, bring was... some of those guys back for uh, for depth, but oh, yeah. Um, as it looks right now, it's it's pretty thin, you know. Mm. It's like those five guys; they don't have anybody else. Frank Kaminsky, that guy's not a basketball player. He's he's like, a basketball player. All right, fine. White guy who shoots player. threes. <laughs> yeah, except I don't even he can't even do that that well. Yeah, he's not Aaron good. Baines is better at it than him. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's like, dude, if you want white guy shooting threes, I'll just take Aaron Baines. I'll take Troy Murphy or Mike Kaminsky. Dunleavy, man. <laughs> well, Mike Dunleavy. <laughs> Mike Dunleavy is. Uh, Goat. He's also our assistant GM, by the way. <laughs> Is he? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember he was GSW. on the scouting team, but uh, yeah, he moved he got... up. Nice. Good. Good for you, Mike. Good for you. No. Dude. <laughs> Screw that guy, man. <laughs> Speaking of uh, teams that are falling out of the Western Conference playoff picture, uh, let's jump to Houston, who uh, a lot of speculation around uh, Westbrook, which we touched on earlier, uh, Harden, which is. Um, we we could say is almost a done deal that he'll he's out of there. Um, we don't need to jump into this whole Nets discussion, but I'm curious. Do you think it's even possible to get that done? I don't think it's possible. Like I think if it was going to be done, it you you probably got to have to evolve a third team, and a lot mm. more. You know, things have to happen to kind mm. of make it work. It's going to be a lot more complicated directly between the two. I mean. You know, I think it's really hard. I was doing some, like, just, like, doing some, like, trade scenarios and stuff using the ESPN trade machine, and it's just, like, dude, it's really hard. I mean, we're talking Lavert, Dinwiddie, uh, uh, as well as Torian Prince, and uh, what's that uh, guy with the afro? Uh, Oh, Allen? Jared Allen? Jared Allen, yeah. So, you know, those guys uh, would make the salaries match. That's all their depth. Mm. Those are all guys that play minutes for them. You do, you, do you need any more depth? Like when you have Harden and Kyrie and KD? Yeah, you... <laughs> and DJ. So oh, DJ's yeah, oh, yeah. on his last legs. I mean, he's pretty much done. Jamal but Crawford. You got yeah, to keep those guys happy, so you keep DJ on there. Uh, and then Joe Harris. Oh, that's yeah. the starting five. That's yeah. starting five. But who else? You have literally nobody else. We would have to round it out with... Uh, minimum players. Dude, you minimum know, players they, they, would love to join that team. I, they I, don't I, have anybody else. That's the problem. And, yeah. you know, you brought up about, you know, who's, how's it going to work with the three, three guys, guys like Kyrie and Harden are, both of them are very ball dominant. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, how is it going to work? Yeah. I mean, I'm curious though, because, you know, Harden's not playing for Maury slash, uh, Oh shit! No, Harden would play for fucking D'Antoni again. 
Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> okay, so then, yeah, yeah. yeah Assistant gonna... coach Mike. <laughs> so Harden's going to pound the rock for, you know, 22 of the 24 seconds, and, you know, Kyrie and KD are going to stand on the side. And, um, so it'll, it'll and get just... pissed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I don't see that working out, and I, I don't see who in the right mind thinks that that is a good idea for any of those three players. But uh, we'll see how that we'll see how that shakes out. Um, you also told me right before this call that the Rockets dumped uh, Robert Covington, right? Yeah, they dumped Robert Covington to uh, Blazers for. Um, let me see. Let me pull it up. I you believe said Trevor it is Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza and like couple of picks or something like that um yeah it was uh trevor ariza 2020 first round pick uh, mm-hmm. and 2021 protected first round pick that's not from, bad uh, actually from the blazers so yeah i mean blazers first round pick this year i mean it's a week they, they... yeah i think it's a good move covington help actually can actually play 35 minutes and defend wings for them which is what they need yeah you know they don't have anybody, and then with Nurkic healthy, they have CJ and Dame and, you know, Gary Nurkic Trent. and Gary Trent Jr., bubble star, uh, and uh, and now Robert Covington. That's a competitive team, you know? That's that's a five seed in the West. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a competitive team. That's a five seed. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> well, I mean, five seed in the West is, like, yeah. is still capable of winning it all. Like, let's... Let's not bullshit ourselves. I mean, they like one one little injury or one you know mental breakdown. Um, you know, like uh, a la the L.A. Clippers, uh, it, it opens. It certainly opens up doors, right? What were the Nuggets this year? The three seed, four seed, second uh, seed. Oh, were they that high? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, the Clippers <laughs> were second seed. Oh, the third seed. Then. Yeah. Clippers yeah. yeah. were second seed. Heat were five seed. Yeah, uh, four or five. One of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, as long as you have the talent to, to be in the playoffs and get yourself out of that first round, um, you know, who, who knows, like, bodies start falling apart in the playoffs. Like, we saw the Heat, you know, lose Goran Dragic, which was huge. Uh, Bucks lost Giannis, which is probably even, like, probably the biggest injury loss of the, of the playoffs this year. Uh, not that it mattered because it was, what, like, game, it was already game four when they were down 3-0. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe maybe it was it was too late for that anyway. But um, you know who knows in in a shortened NBA season off a very very quick turnaround, uh, it, it's kind of like what we're seeing with the NFL season where like who knows who who can step up and take you know uh, uh, go make a deep run because so many big names are getting hurt right. Um, you know the, the NBA doesn't the, the players don't have a luxury of you know a, a four month or yeah four month layoff before playing like a a quote unquote regular basketball season where you didn't have to travel anywhere like this is yeah. less than a month and a half turnaround before they're back in training camp and uh, now they have to go, you know go through with a regular NBA season schedule I mean who who knows how their body's going to respond yeah and and also. You know, you got to remember, there's also no bubble, which means there could be COVID cases. Yeah. We don't know how that's going to possibly affect certain teams, right? Because you, you get a COVID case, you can't play for two weeks, mm. right? Teams start, you know, kind of being like, oh, like, you know, you were in a playoff hunt and then, 
you know, Dame Lillard gets it or something, and then these guys fall out for two weeks. Yeah. You know, it's Daniel like, House dude, brings he, some prostitutes back to yeah, the, the dude, team hotel. I mean, he gets caught again on the hotel cameras. You know, Daniel House and whatever. Uh, you know, whatever. The house was it guest. a hooker or was it? Uh, apparently, he was an employee at the hotel, okay. but uh, you know, all of that was swept under the rug very swiftly. Which um, you know, I, I'm surprised that no one's done a deep dive into this. Uh, I'm telling you, man, investigative journalism, the house guest, EWB presents the house guest. Dude, you start it right now, dude. You got to start the investigation right now. I, Pull up the tape, man. I should <laughs> I should call Disneyland and be like, yo, Disneyland, I will give you 10 I am an investigative reporter. <laughs> Look me up. I'm on the E-Wang bang. No, 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 real. It's, it's real. It's no, real it's not, podcast, it's not a porn right? site. Not a porn site. <laughs> or or if I was, would would it be better? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe would uh, you know maybe that'll help with the investigation. You know, who knows? <laughs> well, speaking of uh, teams that are uh, that haven't, or how should I say, uh, speaking of teams that might be positioned uh, to do more favorably this year, let's talk about our Warriors. Um, oh, Davis woke up. That's weird. Um, Let's talk about our Golden State Warriors, number two pick this year for the uh, for the NBA draft. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, it it's really hard to predict because I think everybody is the Warriors front office is kind of giving mixed signals, and which rightfully so should, we have the yeah. second pick. Yeah, so we don't want to telegraph what we have, and you know we obviously all signs are pointing to James Wiseman right now that. The seven foot center um, from Memphis, uh, Memphis, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's just it's really hard to pinpoint. We have not made any public comments about you know uh, Wiseman or you know who they're leaning toward. But you know, there's all these reports of they're very high on these other guys, and it's just mm. like, well, yeah, it's like, of course, mm. you know. But I don't know. If I had to guess, I I would say that if there's no uh, if there's no deal for to move down or anything like that, we would just pick Wiseman. Like I just that's my guess. Yeah, I don't know what we do with Lamelo Ball or uh, Anthony Edwards. What, what what about um what about free agents? I mean, you, you floated a couple names: uh, Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard, um, and also the trade exception too. Who who we can get for that? The reason we had talked about uh, Kelly Oubre as a possibility. I, I don't know. I'm, Maybe OKC would would actually be open to that, like a yeah. Like a, a That's not swap. that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, if they're trying to move off uh, Uber, I mean, it depends on how much they like Uber. If they if they feel like they can build with him, then obviously they're not going to let him go, but because they're in rebuild mode. But uh, but if if they want to shed salary or they want to get more assets, um, I think he would be a good target for us. You know, in terms of. Uh, you know, absorbing him into our uh, trade player exception. And that'll be probably late first-round pick or, like, top 20, top 25 protected first-round pick, something like that, you know, gets it done. Yeah, yeah. It, it might be exactly what Presti's looking for. Um, yeah. You, you think they would uh, throw in a sweetener, uh, Lou Dort? <laughs> yeah, Lou Dort had the sweetener to GSW. 
unlikely they're not going to trade their cornerstone player. So I don't think so. They've already um, made banners and uh, 300,000 jerseys with his name on it. So Yeah, exactly. Dort is uh, is the future. So they're, they're going to keep him. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think – I think it's really Uber. The other one is, you know, now that – Oh, Danny, Danny Green. Green. Yeah, we yeah. didn't talk about Danny, Danny Green's Green. the other one. Yeah, the Dennis yeah. Schroeder trade to the Lakers. Yeah. yeah. So he's also on OKC. So now they have, you know, and he's more of a guy that they would most or uh, a guy like him right now. He's up there in age. You know, he's not on Ubre's timeline in terms of age. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I could see them, you know, move, trying to move off of Danny Green as well. So that would yeah. be a uh, same idea. Like, you know, I would probably pay a little less for Danny Green. Yeah. So, yeah. I, honestly, a second I, personally, or something. I personally would not be terribly interested in Danny Green. Like if we have, the, if, if we're going to spend that money and, you know, be paying and well, he's cheaper than Uber too. He's what? 10 million. Yeah. He's like, he's like 12. Uh, and then Uber is like 16 or something like that. Yeah. So, but either way, we'd still so. be paying like 20, 20, 20 plus million in taxes for for Danny yeah. Green. So, I, like, if you're if you're already at that threshold, then I would say go for someone better. Um, and we know that Lake Oak is willing to spend that money. I think, like, he wouldn't cheapen, you know, like go for that much lesser of a player over you know four or five million dollars. Especially if at that point, you know, you're you're spending like every dollar you spend is just like inflated by that much more because of the tax penalties. Well, um, the other thing too is that the ele- the the fake like higher uh, tax threshold, the artificial tax threshold that oh, they implemented yeah. this year mm-hmm. actually benefits us, right? Because right. normally it would have been like dropped lower, and we would have to eat a ton of tax. But they artificially inflated it, mm-hmm. which means we actually probably won't end up paying as much yeah. tax. That's true. You know, in that sense, so mm-hmm. that actually helps us. No. Yeah. Well, so in an ideal scenario, uh, who does our mid-level go to, and who, who do we use our trade exception on, and who do we draft? I mean, mid. Yeah, I mean, mid-level is really kind of hard because anybody that you would be going after in free agency would be the most we can offer is mid-level, yeah. right? So that is going to be five point seven million dollars. So uh, you're offering guys like Avery Bradley and Dwight Howard like five point seven. And it's only one of them. You don't get both. Yeah. You know, so unless, you know, you, unless Dwight takes the minimum or something, but, you know, it's, it's really hard to say. So those, those would be the kind of guys that you would try to target fringe, like rotation mm-hmm. guys that you can get for, that can come in and play, you know, 20, 25 minutes uh, of solid basketball. It doesn't like completely fuck you over when Steph Clay and Draymond mm-hmm. are sitting, basically, yeah. you know, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the two big names, you know, that we were kind of talking about. But who knows? I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys you can bring in for like the minimum to fill out fringes. But really, who's even it's really hard to assess the free agent market, too, because how many teams are willing to spend? Because there may not be that much money out there, even though teams have cap space. But, you know, with lower income, like, do they really want to spend that much on salary? Would they overpay for somebody? You know, it's like. Maybe some of these guys, all they can get is the mid-level. So that maybe open up some more mm-hmm. options for us. That's true. Know? Yeah, probably like a name that we haven't even thought of. And and I, yeah. I, I haven't looked at the, the pending free agent list, but 
assuming that Dwight and Avery Bradley are the tier of who we would get. Um, and I'm not going to just limit it to those two, but I, I, like of those two, I do have one in mind. I, I think I would prefer actually Dwight. Um, yes. Just because do. we need we need that size and we need somebody who can bang with uh, Anthony Davis and uh, and uh, big bodies, Jokic and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need that, and you know, the, like the guards, like the backup guards. We can always find that, and we have. You know, I, I, I'm pretty high on Mulder. <laughs> Which is kind of random since we only saw him for like six games, but I think he's good. Um, Jordan Poole, eh, not sure. Um, But too early with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, who knows? I mean, if 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 we think that we can get Dwight, then maybe we don't go for Wiseman and we get Anthony Edwards instead. That's that's another route we can go. And Dwight as our starting center, you know, putting in. Know, 10 minutes a half or so that's not bad have have chris come in marquis chris come in and um you know fill in the backup minutes or you know kevon looney come in and play those minutes depending on what the matchup is i i think that that gives us a lot more comfort with you know it gives us a little more versatility with matching up against those bigger teams in the in the west than uh, we would if we were to say pick up, um, you know, pick up Avery Bradley and then rely on a rookie and James Wiseman. Uh, yeah, nineteen-year-old rookie, like that's yeah, yeah. Know. Who played one like meaningful college game? Like there, there's yeah, just so literally. many questions. <laughs> yeah, there's too many questions. You're drafting on upside completely at that point. You know, yeah. not on, you know, he could be the next Patrick O'Brien. Who knows? You know, but. Uh, <laughs> If the Warriors draft history for the past, like, 15 years is any indicator, he probably will be the next Patrick O'Brien or... uh, I'm I'm hoping he's at least a Donald Royal. Colgate represent. At least a Donald. Colgate Division 3 represent. Yeah, D3, baby. (laughs) I'm hoping at least a Donald that we can get to... Or Eric Eric Dampier? No. No. Damps? No. Don't don't open old wounds. Don't open old <laughs> wounds. Um, trade exception. Who do we use it on? Yeah, those two guys that we talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, Ubre and and Green. But you know, there's Rudy it's Gay. just there's yeah, Rudy Gay. Like you know, it's just it's also hard to find guys with salaries that are like contributors that fit into that 17 million or under type right it's like a lot of good players are on the 20 plus million so you can't really absorb that you know um or guys are rubio's another name actually that could yeah rubio's another name but i mean i don't know how much use we would have for ricky rubio so um Mm. i don't know if we would you know he's another positional guy that needs the ball in his hands he would just if we get him it would be a you know, he'd run the second unit and stuff like that. He'd be a great, obviously, second unit, but it's just, yeah. you know, he can guard both guard positions, but, um, you know, paying I don't know money. if he would be available. But it, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, again, same thing. It's like all of these things, like you were saying, that's like you're really amplified by the tax, right? So guys that are 12 million, like Green and Rubio, like, you know, you're going to end up paying 20 plus million for them, and then you're just like, fuck, dude, is that. <laughs> is that fucking worth it dude for a backup point guard you know yeah. it's like fuck yeah man 
it's hard, dude. Yeah, it's it's, it's tough. I, I mean, I I'm still hoping that they they do something with the Timberwolves pick because right now the, the, it's kind of uh, stock is high on that draft as a whole next year. So, and I yes. would rather you know the Warriors do kind of win now moves and not rely on um, you know a high schooler that's coming out next year to to be the um, the franchise savior or the kind of the, the tipping point that gets Steph, you know, one more championship. I'd rather get a proven, a proven piece. And if that means that, you know, trading that pick um, along with, uh, you know, to, to be able to use the trade exception to absorb a very good player at that salary range, um, I, I think is, is probably the, the most ideal path for me. So, that like it would have to be a really disgruntled star with a you know seventeen million dollar uh, salary. Um, I I don't know who actually falls in that range. Who falls under? That's that what I'm saying. That's the hard part, you know, because it's like trying to find somebody that is in that salary range. Because even if you're just really good and you're coming off your rookie deal, your rookie extension is already going to take you to twenty plus million. So. Anything close mm-hmm. to a max extension is going to be like, you know, 19 plus mm-hmm. right away. Like, you know, guys like Karis LeVert and stuff was making somewhere around there, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, it's really hard to find guys who fit into that <laughs> slot. You know? I'd take LeVert. And I'd, I'd give up next year's oh, I would take, I'd definitely and, take and LeVert. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely take Karis LeVert. But, no. um, you know. Or they need him to trade for Harden. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think, like, you know, revisit the Orlando Magic thing, like Aaron Gordon. AG, yeah. AG's yeah. another one where it's like, is he good enough for... Yeah, like, I think... I, I would... mean, initially I was thinking about it, and I was like, eh, now I'm like, yeah, is he good enough for for that? I think that'd be a very Lacobian move to, to, to swing for that. I, I think it would be worth it to take, take a bring the local kid back. Bring the local kid back, you know, like Jeremy, which is also a, a high possibility. Um, non guaranteed, I'm telling you. Give yeah. Jeremy the non guaranteed. Yeah, but bring bring Aaron Gordon back. Um, there's even if he doesn't work out with us, like I think somebody will always take a flyer on him because of his athleticism. Uh, you, yeah. You, you'd always take a guy like that, um, and. I think that if that works out, if um, trade exception and next year's draft pick for Aaron Gordon, I, I would do it. That is that is my dream trade scenario. I mean, so Steph, I think that's too much for Aaron Gordon. Oh man, I don't. Man, many might be good next. Like not good, but they might be like, you know, like They're the fifteenth. Like okay, fine, the twelfth pick of next year's draft for Aaron Gordon. I, w- I would do it. There's there's a very there, there's almost no chance they're gonna make playoffs. So they're gonna be a lottery pick for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So like um, yeah, an eighth or ninth or I don't know how many. Yeah, I sure. think real very realistically it's gonna be top ten. Like yeah. I think it's gonna be top ten. Like probably low, like eight to ten range. Like yeah. I don't think they're gonna be like you know obviously top five. And it's also top five protected, so it doesn't matter. Mm. It's unprotected yeah. in 2022 if it doesn't convey. So if they somehow hit the lottery, then. Yeah. Um, but, we but, would get an unprotected 2022. So. Yeah, yeah, but an air like in terms of timeline and you know with the like a win a proven established player 
has more value to us now, right? Than that draft. Of course. Yeah. So you can't really look at it as like, you know, what like what could that twenty twenty two draft pick or twenty 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 two draft pick become? No, twenty twenty one draft pick. Twenty twenty one draft pick. What can that become in five years? Like it doesn't matter who that person becomes in five years. Like we don't care. It's like like we're not building you know this isn't the 1999 golden state warriors that we're talking about that's trying to build for the future this is the you know the sun is setting warriors um let's let's get that let's get that aaron gordon and and you know realistically look at teams that like have you know like look at big market teams that have turned it around so quickly right you think about the new jersey nets who were the, the laughing stock of the nba because they or the brooklyn nets i'm sorry laughing stock in the nba because of all like what they gave up for kg pierce um yeah and all those other assets like finally recovered now. yeah yeah it, and it only took them like what five or six years to to recover like it really yeah. wasn't they, they weren't in like basketball purgatory for that long i mean um you know the I think there's always ways to turn it around, and I don't think that the Warriors need to worry about, oh, you know, how are we going to sell tickets, you know, five years from now when Curry's old and, you know, Draymond's gone. Like, they don't need to worry about that. They're always going to be able to find a way to sell tickets. Um, so we don't need to worry about building for the future. It, it's it's just, they'll figure it out. I do I do agree with you, but I also think that, you know, the value like for me that giving up that trade has to absolutely move the needle for us and i for me i just don't think aaron gordon moves the needle enough like i just don't think he's that kind of player he just he's a good defender uh but he's very limited offensively he's can't shoot you know he's just a you know high flyer uh athletic guy but I mean, offensively, he's very limited. You can look at his numbers. His shooting numbers are not good. You know, his uh, you know three point shooting's not good. His field goal percentage overall is not very high. Yeah. Like you know, his points per game's not very high. Like he just doesn't yeah. score many points. Like he's just you know, and he's decent. You know, he can make a you know quick decision. You know, if we need to, you know, he's decent in that. Uh, but he's really very limited. Like you know, they only resigned him because they they couldn't let him go for nothing. Mm, they you didn't know, sell so, tickets. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. Thirty percent three point shooter yeah, paired with Draymond. Ugh, okay. It's not good. So I don't think the fit like Uber is not great either. But at least he's younger and he's like can at least like shown that he can score. Yeah. Like efficiently. Like not well. Not I shouldn't say efficiently. He's not super efficient, but um, you know, decently better than Gordon. Like he can score better than Gordon, and he's still a good defender too. I think Gordon's a better defender, but, um, mm. you know, you just need to – his three-point shooting is at least, you know, like I think 34 or something like that. So it's like somewhat more respectable than Gordon's yeah. 30. Gordon just can't shoot. Like, yeah. and he I mean, never he's on a shitty team, but um, and yeah. he had to handle the ball a lot too. So we'll give him that. But, yeah, you're right. I think looking at his stats, it's kind of like, ugh, yeah, maybe – It's maybe not that good. Like, like pairing with Draymond. Like if we didn't have it's Draymond – Yeah, like – Every a lot of these decisions, it's like, oh, Ben Simmons would be great. Oh, now you got to play him with Draymond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, oof, like can't can't do that. So I, I agree with you. I think um, maybe I, should, I I would lean towards um, lean towards Ubre. I think Ubre would probably fit fit into our system a little bit better. 
You talk me out of it, James. You talk me out. The of it. Uh, the other thing too is is you know yeah and like you were saying Draymond, that's really the crux of the problem is you know if he can't get back to thirty five plus percent like it's just us being elite like top three seed is just I just think it's out of the question like you know if he can't shoot thirty five percent like he just he has to be able to hit them and it, it can't be thirty percent twenty nine it just can't it's just you can't. We just can't win enough games with him shooting one for six, you know, yeah. shit like that. Russell Westbrook numbers. Like, <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, we're, again, we're recording this two days before the draft. Uh, hopefully I'll post this before uh, any other new Waj sham bombs go off um, and that this episode is still relevant. But uh, it should be a really interesting draft in a couple days that follow. So, James... Thank you for your time and look forward to check in with you after all the dust settles. All right, brother. All right. Go Dubs.